everybody. Welcome back to Arcade Cozy, the coziest game room on the internet. My name is Chris. My name is Corey. And he's back, everybody. I mean, you I heard am. his voice, yeah. but there he is. Yeah. He's back. I, I am again. here. I have recovered from uh, my extended weekend. It was a bachelor party, so that is why I was out. Look um, at that. Yeah, it was a great time. It was a great time, but uh, nice. I missed this. I missed you. Um, and I miss the comfort of my own bed and all the water <laughs> I could possibly drink. Yeah. Um, yeah. I speak for everybody whenever I say that, uh, I think we missed you too. I mean, uh, a me speaking into an empty void of a microphone for 20 minutes is very is a uh, little, little awkward. So, you know, having, <laughs> yeah, having, yeah, it's a little, I could just whisper into a microphone. Yeah. Maybe if we ever start a Patreon, that'll be like our, that'll be like one of our tiers is just like me sitting here being like, hello, so today it's, uh, we're talking about, um, uh, Fortnite and, um, yeah, it's got, uh, just going with some of that stuff for a little while. Nothing but video games, video games only, video games, video games, video games. And then just, I'm over here going. That's gotta be like the highest tier though. Yeah. Yeah. It's gotta be like $10,000. Yeah. <laughs> That's where we gotta be. Um, Even then, I don't know if I would do it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. For $10,000, I'll, I'll consider it. Um, okay. Let us know. Fair. Hit us Fair. up. ArcadeCozy at gmail.com. Tell us, uh, walk, don't run to yeah. tell us how excited <laughs> you are about that. Um, but yeah, Corey, it's been, I, you know, last week people, I wanted to hop in and talk a little bit about like what I had been playing. But in that time, despite you having a busy weekend, you've been playing stuff. I've been playing new stuff. We've got stuff to talk about. Yeah. It's exciting. Um, But before we jump in, Corey, um, next week is what, Corey? Next week is the drum roll, please. Cozy's year one anniversary. Wait a second. Do I have a hold on? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Wait a second. Hold on. Here we go. Yay. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I'm here all week. Um, yeah. Our one year anniversary, Corey. That's exciting. It's very exciting. Um, a whole year of cozy arcading, my boy. And um, year one in the books, year two rolling around. Um, you want to tell the folks what we have in store for our year one Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious Spectacular? Yeah. So, you know, don't, we don't want to hype it up too much because we don't have like a, we don't have this huge blowout where we're doing a big live show and having a big, you know, to do, but we do have a couple of plans. I mean, in general, like, you know, I think not immediately going into next week, but, um, I think going into like the next few months, we would like to have, you know, bring in, some more like focused segments, you know, we've done stuff in the past where we've done like big retrospectives talked about like Pokemon, for instance, where we kind of dug in pretty deep on some of the history of those things. We'd like to do more of that. You know, I mean, it's nice to have the kind of cozy, sometimes kind of like aimless, 
you know, we talk and just kind of like go through it kind of thing. But having one of those every once in a while, like those are nice and they're kind of a nice break from things. So um, we'd like to do a few more of those things. Um, Corey, I've, you know, I actually forgot to mention this to you, but I would also, I think it would be beneficial um, later on down the road, maybe maybe start uh, doing video versions of the podcast as well. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. You I know, mean. I'm... I'm in a unfortunate place that we're like hoping to move before too long. So my like setup has my temporary setup, which has been, you know, my setup for like two years, (laughs) essentially (laughs) um, is very cluttered and just like not really conducive to good filming. Um, But whenever I, move over, you know, I've, I've actually had like a couple of people ask like, Oh, do you have like a video version of the podcast? And I was like, well, we could, you know, we actually like the, what we go through to record our audio also records our video. I would just have to, I mean, I could download it and post it. It's just like, we're not really, we haven't been prepared for that. Um, so that would also be, again, you know, not something that's going to happen immediately, but it's very possible. Like we may try to pull in some, um, do some video options on YouTube and stuff like that for anybody who prefers that setup. Um, but yeah, the big thing that we kind of want to like post up for next week though, is Corey, uh, well, Corey specifically kind of suggested this and I think it's a really good idea that, you know, we kind of go through a required reading list of some video games. Um, you know, and we kind of bat it around the exact format of it, but you know, the way it's going to, the way that we hope to do it next week is to make it to where like we kind of bring to the table games that like we feel personally are like, okay, these are games for whatever reason are like required reading quote unquote for like a gamer, like somebody like to give you kind of a wide picture of the industry and you know, whatever. Um, And then we'll kind of, you know, spend the episode kind of narrowing it down. And then the plan being over the next year between, you know, over the course of season two of arcade cozy, um, you know, at some point, you know, we'll play these games and, you know, we, if it lines up where both of us played through something at the same time, then, uh, you know, we'll Corey brought to the table, uh, Bubsy 3d, uh, Bubsy. If, if we both play classic, if we both play Bubsy, um, at the same time, then we drop everything and we talk about Bubsy, you know, gosh, darn it. We go into it. It is um, Bubsy this week. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited about it. I mean, we've, yeah. we've kind of had it on the calendar to kind of talk about at some point for a while to kind of like narrow down a few things like that. Um, but it's a good kind of nice break breaking point, starting point to kind of do that. So we're, uh, yeah, it's exciting. We're going to do it. Yep. I'm pumped for it. It's going to be so fun. I have a couple of games. I say a couple of games. I, I think I have 10 down already and, um, I need to get a couple more down so we can narrow it down actually, but it's going to oh, yeah. be a good, good time. Very nice. Good job. Um, but yeah, Corey, Without further ado, um, you've been playing a lot of things and I want to hear, I'm very excited to hear your thoughts because I've been kind of like, we've been kind of radio silent about some of our thoughts on some of these things. So uh, I'm kind of, you know, I'm very, very interested. I'm going to be hearing about some of these things as the listeners are. So uh, so it's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, Corey, 
what do you uh, lead us off? What do you want to talk about? the game of the year um and that is this little cat game known as stray that dropped oh, yeah. I guess, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> that was me any that was me anytime the cat did anything cat like cat knocks a bottle off of the shelf me just yes yeah. um but yeah i um went with playstation premium um to download it for free, even though I guess I technically paid for it. I don't know. I downloaded a couple other games that I will yeah. be talking about in a bit in regards to premium. Um, but yeah, downloaded Stray, played through it, beat it. It's a relatively short game, like six ish yeah. hours um, altogether. Well, before you before you move past that point, I mean, it, it's worth saying that like Stray is probably the best argument so far for the upgrade because I agree you're, I mean, stray itself is like 30 bucks to buy. If you upgrade to the next tier, you are effectively getting it for free. Plus having the option to kind of peruse some of the other stuff. So it is kind of like that first thing that's like, okay, this is actually like, I might as well upgrade and give a try to some of this new stuff in Sony's ecosystem. So, no, I, I agree. It's because um, I hadn't like made the upgrade until it dropped. And then I did downloaded it. And like I said, gone and downloaded and played a couple of other things just to test out, um, which has been nice. But Stray, um, overall thoughts is absolutely just kind of going with broad picture. And I'm going to like tighten it up as I go. Um wonderful wonderful game um it kind of touches in on the existence of like not the existence of what it means to exist and what it means like for humanity it's such an odd like it was nothing of what i was expecting for this game um but it touches in on just like personal relationships and like this like how far are you willing to go to rediscover your family to refine your family and to push beyond like what is the known into the unknown okay um so that's just kind of a broad picture um of it but essentially you start out as this little cat you're with three other cats you're a little family you're perusing along you have a button that uh the circle button if you click it you just meow and it is incredible (laughs) i am there's trophies for meowing like a thousand times and i'm just like running along the streets just meow right just over and over again and it does come into the most annoying yeah no it's literally just like how do i become like just the worst and best cat possible and it gives you every possibility to do so um but um you know maybe like five ten minutes in or whatever um after it's taught you the games like you're leaping across these pipes the pipe breaks you fall down into this underground city essentially you are in this deserted section and you're just running along being a cat gets a little creepy and then if you've seen in the trailers these things known as zorks they're like these little odd alien things that essentially like just eat matter okay period um and that is the crux of the action point part of the game at this point is anytime you come across them, it's just like, how do I like navigate? How do I parkour like a cat 
through this street or like environment to get away from them. Um, so it's always just kind of a chase sequence, but you, you are being chased. Um, and they kind of just fall from anywhere and everywhere. And again, that's just kind of the crux of what happens. And it, um, it turns very, if you've ever played, um, plague's tale. I know I've talked mm-hmm. about it before where like the rats just like pour from like every possible just opening there is in an area. That's kind of what this turns into at times is you are just running for your life. Um, but, and so this is where at, after that, it kind of flips on its head a little bit from being just a cat navigating the world. to you come across this essentially like small robot AI and he's basically like, Hey, um, I need to find my family as well. Um, and I can't remember what I'm doing here, um, at all. Can you help me? And you essentially just team up at that point. Um, without getting going through like beat by beat of the game at this point, it is you two working together. And he's your like essentially tech bro who like translates for you because you stumble okay. across this city of robots at this point. Um, so there's a couple of these. There's three actually of like these little hub areas, and it's like a pretty big sizable area where you can roam around meet other robots. They give you small little side quests to do. Um, there's like one is there is this guitar playing robot um, has like Bob Marley dreadlocks. And he's like, that Hey, is- can you find sheets of music? And you go around, you bring him sheets of music and he'll play. And then you just curl up next to him while he plays the song. Um, there's also a guy who like needs a sweater and so on and so forth, stuff like that. Um, and so the game kind of breaks itself up to these three distinct areas. And there's some traversal in between them, uh, but where you are essentially helping the denizens of this like underground city that's just full of robots, trying to figure out what happened, what's happened with humanity, where did they go? Because they talk about humans. They're like, yeah, humans used to exist, but now they don't anymore. And like we are what's left. Um, uh, and I don't want to like spoil like the story elements of that, but it's just okay. you being like this cat essentially who understands this robot that's working with you. Uh, mm-hmm. Cause you're searching for your family. He's searching for his, and you just essentially work together to like claw your way out of this city. Um, and it, it touches some very like emotional and like heavy beats. I would say throughout specifically like regarding like some of the robots past and like how they've come to like be, who and what they are. Um, And there's like multiple times where you have to like leave your friends that you've made behind to keep going. And they're okay. And they're like, you go on, I'm going to catch up later. If I don't see you again, like this is goodbye. It's just like, well, well, we've helped, we've helped each other for the past like two, three hours now. Now you're just like leaving me. And it's like, I can't make it forward from here. It's just, it's up to you. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's just like this slow, like evolving into like the mystery slowly unfolds itself into where it's like, by the end, you have a clear picture of like, this is exactly what's happened. And like, we kind of go from here, but okay. it's just great gameplay. Like you're running around. Like you, I say the best part is like, you are a cat and the way to succeed is by doing cat 
things. Right. Uh, which is what they nail perfectly. Like I need to like get down into that room, like through this glass. What if I knock this paint bucket down through it and crash it open? And now I can okay. get like down into the room yeah. or, um, to like cut these wires. I'm going to like scratch on them. Like you would like when they're like pulling their nails, like okay. on like the yeah. carpet or something. Um, and it's things like that. Oh, I need to get this, like these sentry robots attention. And all of a sudden they turn it just like, yeah, I run for my life kind of a thing. Um, and so it, it nails it absolutely perfect of you just being this chaotic ginger cat doing the most cat things to essentially get your, get your way through like the games and levels. And it's like these like environmental puzzles that you're like working through majority of the time. Um, there it it gets like halfway through the game, like insanely creepy. Um, cause it goes into like the Zorks and like, I guess their hive mind is the best way to describe it. And I'm like, this is extremely like unsettling. Like this would not be out of place in what I've seen of like the Callisto protocol kind of a thing. Like those trailers, okay. like yeah. Dead Space. I'm like in here, like yeah. this is like otherworldly, messed up. I am kind of spooked. Oh, moving on. Okay, I'm just okay. a cat. I, I can't comprehend what that is. That's kind of how. <laughs> it's kind of how it goes. Of just like okay. I, I see why things collapsed. And I am terrified, but the cat is just meow, and <laughs> moves on with life. And I'm like, man, that must be nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, right. yeah. It, again, it's a short, short little game. I think I beat it like just at six hours. There's a trophy for beating it under two, and you could easily do that. Um, but it's, it's a delight. It, it's a full emotional roller coaster journey, and it's awesome just being able to be like a chaotic piece of fur destruction. And yeah, it's pretty great. Oh, you also hide in boxes. Like if I fits, I sits in this box, and you get to hide okay. in them that way. And yeah. It's just like gold. Love it. So yeah, that's straight. It's a must play for this year. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's the thing that I've heard about it is that like, if nothing else, one of the most interesting things is that it like kind of takes, it takes so much of the cat logic and just like really leans into it. Like these are people who are very like aware of cats and like appreciative of cats and like know how cats operate to the point where it's like in any other platformer, any other game that you're playing, you know, you couldn't go through this way or you wouldn't think of solving a puzzle or, you know, go, you know, doing whatever in this way, but because you're a cat and if you can use cat logic, then it's like, Oh, of course I can do this because I'm a cat who, who else would handle this this way. There's also a early on when you first meet B12 is what his name is, is the robot. He puts a backpack on your back to like be able to ride in when he needs and it's the most cat thing ever of it just like freezes up, like shoulders up, like tail back. And it's just like, uh-huh. like I refuse to move kind of a thing when there's something <laughs> like that on the cat. It's just like anytime you try to move it, it like awkwardly, like kind of moves around. And then it's just like, you'll mm-hmm. get used to it is what the robot says. Like, I'm sorry, it's uncomfortable. And yeah. it's just like yeah. checks out for what a cat would do. Just like in place, like, uh, please, oh, yeah. please take this off of me. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I will say the ending 
very like what's the word um melancholy 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 yeah very melancholy ending that like leaves are kind of me like scratching my head a little bit like not the most satisfying ending but like it all like it all everything makes sense i don't really have any questions but it's just kind of like I feel like I could have got like we could have got like another thirty seconds to really give me some closure. Um, oh, weird. It, yeah, it kind of like I don't I can't say anything without spoiling it, and so I'm just kind of like, huh. I feel like there should be a little bit more, but it's yeah. just not there. But there is okay. really like just kind of the things of like I I guess that doesn't happen. That's kind of the best way to describe it. Okay, uh, but still, nine out of ten game. Amazing. Absolute must play. Go check it out. Literally run, don't walk. Okay. Very nice. I love it. Yeah, I um have the intention of playing um you, you stray to play in the next couple do. of months. I just haven't done it yet. Months. Chris. Months. Months. In a in in time. It could be next week, but I'm it not gonna make promises. Corey, don't pressure me. I have things what, in my life. What do you mean? I, I just said run, don't walk. Like, what, well, what, what, I've what been, don't you get? I've been playing other stuff like... Da, 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 I lost my... I was playing around with those sounds and I didn't even have it ready. Here we go. Boom. Live alive. Oh, no, I did it again. <laughs> I don't know how these things work. Um, I've been playing live alive, Corey. Yeah, tell don't, me about it because I want to play yeah. Live Alive. <laughs> yeah, um, it should be fun straight. Well, so, yeah, so I started playing Live Alive earlier last week. I've I've put in not not like a ton, a ton of time, but sometime. I am, so Live Alive for people unaware, which how could you be if you've watched any of Nintendo's stuff? Because strangely, they've just been hyping the hell out of it for ever it seems like um but live alive is a hd 2d remake a la like octopath or triangle strategy um that is a remake of a super nintendo game that came out like in 94 somewhere in there um 94 95 and it is by the director who made chrono trigger and final fantasy four um like you know huge pedigree and this was like a game that he also made in the same window of time but the catch being it never came to the west so it was japan only people some people played it but you know it was much later as like a fan translation and things like that um, so I know that they're like, I had heard the name before whenever they mentioned live alive, but only in passing, like it being one of these things that's like this obscure RPG. Um, but I started playing it and the, like, the funny thing about it is that it has a lot of like on the surface has a lot of like Octopath like vibes because it has similar mm-hmm. style. Um, you are going into it and choosing one of seven characters from the outset um all who have like their own distinct stories and so there i think there's like a lot of line to draw in there where it's like okay this is just i mean it's what what's different about this from octopath traveler and like the big thing i would kind of phrase it as saying 
is that it is not, I think if you are a, if you're like an old school JRPG lover, I think this is something that is, that's like required reading in, in that book. Um, but I also do not think it is a game that is for everybody. The main reason being is I think, so whenever I, I'm at the point now I'm like in my fourth chapter. Um, so, you know, I mean, I'm not like super far in because they're like, they're the seven characters and there's also like stuff that you unlock after you beat those that like starts tying the story together and all this kind of stuff. Um, but whenever I first started, I really kind of struggled getting a sense of what the game was. Um, because I think there's like this, there's like this instinct as humans to like see something and immediately compare to something else. And when it doesn't compare within like a, within like a percentage window to something that we're familiar with, we're going to write it off or we're going to like kind of get weirded out by it. And that's the thing is like live alive in a lot of respects doesn't feel like anything that I've played before. Um, so like the, it, it very much feels like if you were to take all of these other genres of like film and video games and just all these other things and just say, okay, but what if now a JRPG, you know, what okay. if street fighter, but now a JRPG, what if Ridley Scott's alien, but now a JRPG, okay. what if Clint Eastwood movie, but now a JRPG, like it's that kind of stuff. And it's very much like an opportunity for them to be like, we're going to tell very distinct stories in very distinct ways with very different, different styles that are all tied into this one thing and really kind of uses as an opportunity to like stretch in a way. Cause I mean, that is one of the, that's one of the downsides about like JRPGs in general is it's such a time sink. You know, it is such a, it is a genre that is known for having just so much, not even necessarily like fluff. Like there's just so much content. There's so much like story and things to do, even in like the main thing, they want to tell these big grandiose stories that it's very difficult to, I would imagine like pitch it as being, okay, we're going to do something that's like 70 hours long, but also is like nothing you've ever seen before. So you get all these JRPGs that are like, okay, well, you know, yeah, it's, it's, they're in a school, but it's still like turn-based and it's still like has all of the stuff that you know, it still has these like equipment screens and has all this other stuff. We're just like, tweaking the formula and with live alive it very much feels like so far i have played one chapter that feels reminiscent of like a jrpg the other three have not in really any sort of way so as of right now like i've played the they're all they're all set across time like different places in time there's one chapter that is like prehistoric There's one chapter that is the distant future, like in space and everything else is in between. Um, So I've played through the present day chapter. I've played through the Wild West chapter. 
I've played through the distant future chapter and I've, I am in the middle of the prehistoric chapter. And so far I will say this to anybody who's looking to play yourself included, Corey, if you start the game, probably start with the prehistoric chapter, I would say like, because legitimately the prehistoric chapter feels the most familiar of the ones that I've played so far, because it's very like you get started You have like you're playing as this kid, caveman kid named Pogo. He has a friend who's an ape named I think Gory, I think is his name. Okay. And you get into fights and like the fights are pretty like simple from the outset um, because you only have like one or two moves and like it it gets you like there are enough of them. Um, that you're kind of getting into the motion of the combat and things like that. And, you know, you're crafting some weapons and items. You're like equipping things and doing this kind of stuff. And you're kind of like exploring around and you're getting into these battles. Like it, it has a very similar rhythm that I would feel like from a JRPG, like a small kind of JRPG like it. Um, But, you know, then you go to the, distant feature chapter and there's virtually no combat and it's basically like this big you're wandering a spaceship and it's basically like a an alien movie and you're like playing hide and seek and you're you're deducing things and there's all this like human relationship and you know stuff like all this commentary about like humanity and stuff and then like you know the present day chapter is basically just street fighter (laughs) It's just a, you're on a character select screen and you go up against a Hulk Hogan lookalike and you fight him and it's just fight after fight after fight after fight. And then the, the chapter's over. That's it. Like there's, there's not. And so like, it's, it's a lot to try and like distill and really explain well, but it is something that like, even now at chapter four, I'm not sure how much I like love the game, like just in general, because like the combat, the combat feels like, I don't feel like I get it. Like not in a way that like I'm struggling with it, but like in a way where it's like, why is it like this? Like that kind of thing. Like I don't really get like what its thing is. Um, or why it's particularly interesting. And I've heard a lot of people say like, it's, it's easy. Like it's not really going to present a lot of challenge, the combat, but that's also not the point of it. Um, but like the combat, I'm not super into. Um, and you know, just some of that kind of stuff. And I think also starting like some of my early chapters being potentially some, like I played present day first and it was just like a boss rush essentially. And I was like, I've never used this combat. I'm getting no story here. I'm just fighting people. I don't fully (laughs) get what's happening. Um, but I say all that to say, like as a person who really loves JRPGs and specifically like JRPGs from this era, from like the NES era, I think it is profoundly interesting as something just to play and experience because it is like, cause it is legitimately like nothing else in the genre. It is legitimately like here, we're going to make an anthology collection of these little stories and they're going to be in this style. They're going to be looped together by the same kind of combat, the same type of like menu interface system, but they're going to be so distinct 
and they're going to be short, you know, a couple hours. I mean, the present day chapter was like, you know, six, seven fights and you're done. I mean, it takes like right. 20, 30 minutes. Like it's not, yep. um, it's not anything long. The wild west chapter wasn't very long distant future chapter. Conversely took like a few hours. Um, but like, you know, it's all bite-sized and it feels right. like a perfect length to, to play these kind of things. Cause yeah, I mean, if I were playing a whole 20 hour game of the distant future, I would not want that. Um, same thing with most of these, like most of these aren't designed to have this just like big media experience. But I think like seeing somebody who obviously like wanted to try these different genres and try these different things. Like, I think it's a really like profoundly interesting little thing. Um, and you know, and I'm, I'm really interested in seeing how everything kind of connects because you know, the, like later on, like once you finish their stories, things start to come together and you see the lines that kind of bring it together. And like, you start like this stuff starts connecting. And I've heard that like, that's not the biggest draw of the game. Like the biggest draw is the individual stories and stuff. But I mean, interested in seeing how everything comes together and how everything works. And like, I don't know, it's been, it's really interesting. And I think it is something that's like, I think, I think it's worth playing for most people. If you, I think it's worth playing the demo and checking it out. And, um, but I think for most people who like feel like they could get into it, it's worth the try because I think there's a lot of really interesting stuff. Um, and it tells some really interesting stories. It's just, I think if you go in with the anticipation that it's like, okay, I'm going to play, I'm going to play an Octopath Traveler. It's just going to be a little different you're probably not going to enjoy it so much as you go in expecting like, okay, every story is going to be different and I'm going to be experiencing wildly different things. Let me try and like take these in as they're supposed to be like, like just let them come in and tell me their story and just like let it wash over me. Like if you are a little bit more open to that, it's going to set in with you more. So like, like I said, I'm not really sure of my full, full thoughts on it. Like I hear a lot of people being like, this isn't for me or this is the best game I've played all year. Like I don't know where I land along the spectrum because like I appreciate it a ton, but I'm not sure how much I like it, but it is something that like I'm starting to like playing more and more as I'm moving past some of those like preconceptions. And as I'm starting to kind of like understand what it's doing. So if that makes any sense. No, it does. And it's, I mean, it's on my list. I've downloaded the demo. Definitely going to play the demo before. Like I decided to pull the trigger on buying it, but yeah, um, glad it's growing on you. Uh, I mean, I've heard lots of people be like, yeah, this is like an amazing, amazing game. I'm so glad like that is finally released. Um, but I've also seen other people being like, um, yeah, it's definitely not my speed. It's so much different than I thought it would be. But from everything I've seen and from like hearing from you, it sounds like something I would enjoy. And I think that's a good description of like, go ahead, download the demo, see if it's what you want and just go ahead and go in with no notions ahead of time. So, oh yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm glad that um, you have it. You're enjoying it. I'm excited to hear more about it um, as well. Cause it sounds like it's bridging its way to almost being a new game. Like as you get through like the chapters. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I don't know, I don't know what the later part looks like. I don't know really what direction it takes, but, um, 
yeah, I think it's, I think it's definitely worth something that's like going through and really kind of seeing. And especially too, I mean, um, like the distant future chapter, especially like I can't really speak to some of the other ones. Like there is a ninja chapter that's effectively like a big open area stealth game more than anything else. Um, yeah, I haven't played that. I can't really speak to it, but like the distant future chapter, like despite it being like, okay, this is very different. Like it's almost kind of like a, like a narrative game at this point. Like I think it's, it's still like a really interesting thing to experience. And just like, like it seems, it seems almost like unreal that a game like this was conceived during the SNES generation. Like it seems like something that even now would be considered very novel, but it's like, no, this came out in the nineties. Like somebody was like, making a JRPG version of like a space horror effectively in the nineties, like, which is super strange, but it is, but also very exciting that something like that apparently like still holds up very well. It's still like a refreshing take on like this JRPG genre, quote unquote. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. It's very good. Nice. Um, What else you got? Um, and so I talked about it a little bit earlier, but um, with premium, I'm like, okay, let's download a couple of games just uh, because we have it now. There's a couple of games I've wanted to play. They're basically free for me now. Um, so I've had Dead Cells on my list to play for a hot minute now, but it's just yeah. never. N- now, it's never been that expensive. It's, I think it's always been like $25, maybe $30, but I've always waited for it to be on like great sale to be able to yep. buy it. And it just never has been. It's always been like, Oh, it's $18. And I'm like, uh, again, it's not that much money, but it's like one of those things. Like, I don't know how much I'm going to play this kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And so, but now it's free. I have played it and can say, um, I don't think it's for me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but with that being said though, it, I think, the problem is for me with these like roguelike games is I've played Hades um, and it feels like Hades is just the creme de la crumb of this in terms of like uh-huh. gameplay narrative and like the overall experience of it. Dead Cells, it's combat. I would, it's um, once it clicks and it, it has clicked for me. Like I'm like, oh, this is very fun. Like I get like the whole like combat mechanic, like surprise um taking out and like you don't even have to fight even half the time it's just how quickly can i get through like this area at the same time um just fighting gets me more rewards um what i've done like five six loop runs of it obviously haven't beat it um but made it to like the third area um it's just one of those things of like it offers me no narrative structure to come back to it, like uh-huh. out the gate. It's just like, Oh yeah, you're that dude who's been running around here for a while. Yeah. How's that going? I'm like, this is my first run. What do yeah. you, <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you mean? Kind of yeah. a thing. Yeah. Um, it, and it's one that it, it feels like a game that's idea of it is a, or it's like narrative structure is that like you should already know kind of what's happening. It's just like, Oh yeah, no, like I've been doing this for a long time. It has this notion that you would have a notion of what's happening. If that makes yeah. sense. It's like, it expects you to understand without explaining anything. So that's not uh-huh. always a bad thing because 
it could very well like lead down the road of like a further plot. But to my understanding, there isn't a ton of plot to Dead Cells. It's just mm-hmm. you are just finding your way through this jail to get out, essentially. Um, and so it, it just doesn't give me enough room or enough like desire to come back to it outside of the physical gameplay element, which is fun. Um, and I get, but I don't find particularly like grow like magnetizing or like uh, what's the word for it? It there's not enough appeal to it for me because it's quite simply just I roll, I get behind the shield, dude, step, 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 he's dead, or yep. I'm essentially just jumping on dudes, and it's just like how quickly can I get through this? And just not the most appealing thing for me. I know people, I've told people who absolutely love dead cells. Um, but just not really for me, but I appreciate that premium allows me to just go play for free. Oh, don't really like it. I can kind of just move on from it. Yeah. So that's been nice. Yeah. I, so I played dead cells. I guess it's been a while now. It's been a couple of years. I played, um, a good bit of dead cells on the switch. I think probably like 10 to 15 hours. Um, and I landed kind of in the same place where it was like, um, I, I don't know why I didn't, there wasn't like a reason that I put it off. Um, but it was like, okay, like I really enjoy roguelikes. This is supposed to be one of the best. I'm going to play it. And it was something for me too, where it was like something didn't click. Like, I I thought like playing the game was great. Like it yeah. felt great to play and was really challenging and felt like something that I could really like try to min-max and whenever it came yeah. to um like the different perks and builds and stuff you're putting together, like there was a lot of room there to really kind mm-hmm. of like figure something cool out. But yeah, I don't really I don't really know what it was. Like for me you know, I've played roguelikes that don't have much narrative structure that 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 isn't like the big thing kind of pulling me through. But for whatever reason, there was something whenever I was playing it where I was just like, I don't feel like I don't feel the draw to like keep progressing. Like I don't feel that like want to really like continue seeing this through. It's like I'm having fun with it, but I could set it down and not pick it up and I'm not going to wonder like, okay, well, you know, what, what was beyond here? Like even beyond like a narrative perspective, like fighting this boss or unlocking this thing or saying like a lot of that draw that I get out of like, you know, where, you know, where I think about something like Slay the Spire, where Slay yeah. the Spire doesn't have much of that like narrative arc, but it was something where I was like, well, I want to like, I want to, I want like I have this want to like yeah. get further and push it and like unlock these new cards and try these new builds and do these new things. And I want to see these things and like, Oh, I beat this boss, but now there's this new thing. Like now if I run it this way and I do this thing, like there are, I dead cells has that, but it was like, for whatever reason, it just did not like appeal to me. It didn't loop me in. It didn't make me want to see all this stuff through. Um, which, yeah, I mean, for me too, kind of felt like a, like I kind of felt like I was wrong whenever I felt yep. that way because it was like you look at any review, you hear anybody's thoughts, and it's like, oh no, Dead Souls is like one of the best. Like it's a must-play roguelike, and it's like I didn't love it. Yep. And 
you know, <laughs> feel like I missed something or, and for all I know, I mean, I could pick it back up. I mean, it's still on my switch. I could pick it up again and just like fall in love with it. I don't know. I don't know what it was. So me either. I mean, I, I'm, it's just one of those things. It's just, yeah, just doesn't quite hook me. I will say I read this book in the game and I don't know if the game reads your save files. Um, but it was bringing up games that I have played in the game. I was reading a book and it was like, oh yeah, this is like similar to Hollow Knight. Oh, and oh. also it's similar to, um, oh, what else did it name? Um, did it name like, like, uh, Bloodborne or something like that? Um, oh, you were playing on PlayStation. Yeah, I was playing on PlayStation. I was, I was like, What? <laughs> It's like when yep. you can play Bloodborne on Switch. Yeah, no, I'm playing on my PlayStation, and it's one that like I can't tell if it like has read my save file or not because it I can't remember them all. But I was just like, it's just rattling off games I've played that I have like saves for, yeah, or have played. Um, and so that was kind of interesting or neat. I can't remember all the games, but it was essentially like everything that I had, and I'm like, huh. Anyway, moving on. So strange. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, I was trying to look it up. Um, I do remember, I never saw anything from this, but I do remember they had like a big dead cells crossover, um, where yeah, like, where hollow Knight, like there was a hollow Knight costume or something in there that you could dress up as also the, um, drifter, hyperlight drifter yeah, brought up hyperlight drifter was in there. Um, um so it could have been related to that somewhat where it was like Probably. referencing this specific group and you just happened to play yeah. them. Probably. Um, I'm not sure though. Cause um, I don't, I may have played it before the crossover thing. So I mean, or I may just not remember it. I don't know. Maybe uh, Hyperlight Jerker play it. Um, but <laughs> uh, sorry, shameless plug. No, uh, no. Do it. Then I played another game, uh, Chris Tales, uh, through Premium. Oh, Tales? Uh, yes, Chris Tales, and which is also one of those things of like, I get this pun early on kind of a thing. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, I'll, I'll get to that in a sec. But Chris Tales is a JRPG. Um, you follow uh, Chrisabel and Christopher. Mm. Um, and... Um, Wintel is the other one's name. Okay. Um, but it, yeah. Uh, but essentially you are Chrisabel and you are an orphan at this small little town called Niram. And uh you are a time mage, is what it's known as. Um, and you use crystals to activate your time powers. Um, and because it is a Chris tale and you are Chrisabel, and uh-huh. th- that is the continuous pun throughout the game. Um, but, uh, it is this, it's like this 2d art style. It is absolutely up your alley, Chris. I, I know I texted okay. you about it, but it is yep. 100% like your ish. And I think it'd be a lot of people's issue. Like that classic, like JRPG style. It's turn-based. It brings in an inc- the combat itself is so engaging. Um, mainly because it is so wacky. I'm going to get more to the story in a bit, but I have to talk about the combat first. As Chrisabel, you are a time mage who can see the past and future 
And so what it means was when you're walking around like areas is you can see what that looked like in the past and you can see what it would look like in the future. You can also change mm-hmm. what it looks like in the future based on like decisions you make in those towns, which is very fun to do. Um, but it also, you're often, get, well, I'll get to it in a sec, combat. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, my, my thoughts run wild with this. No, no, um, you're good. Essentially, you can move enemies either into the far future or the far past. So you can make them very okay. young or very old, or you can make them a little bit older or a little bit younger as well, depending on their age, because most enemies have about five ages they can be within, I would say. Oh. Kind mm-hmm. of like a baby, adolescent, medium, adult, old. It's kind of where they fall in. Okay. Um, and so that comes with a couple of different things is when they are younger, they don't have as much health, but they do more damage, um, but they don't have their full like move set. But when they're like older, they have a much bigger move set hit harder, but don't um, or don't hit as hard when they're very old, but also have more health. But when they're in like that four spot, like the adult, that's when like they're generally their most dangerous enemies are because um, they hit hard and they have more health. Mm-hmm. Um, but essentially you can move people back and forth or kind of as you please as Chris said, I'm moving you to the future now bringing you back now it doesn't sound like that has a ton of game mechanic until you bring in someone like Windhelm who is also a time mage but they're more nature based and so what I'll do with oh. Windhelm is I will plant poisonous seeds in the past on that enemy around their environment now I'm going to pull them back to the present. The poisonous seeds have grown and sprouted, and they explode, poisoning all the enemies right there on that hmm. side. So it's like it's a three-segmented battlefield. You have your left, your center, and your right. Left side's always going to be your past. Right side's always going to be your future. And you're always in the present, in the middle. Um, but everything's in the present when the game starts out. Christabel, or when the fight starts, Christabel, you can kind of just like choose like okay do, do i want them both in past and future or do i want just one side in the past and leave the other alone and that's where you get into like how are they where do i want how do i want that enemy operating at the moment but also like with Windhelm has explosive poison and so in the future uh well so i plant it in the present and then i send them to the future and it explodes doing tons and tons of damage to them and okay. it's like this essentially like how do I like stack this up to do like the most damage I can do? Because when some enemies are poisoned, they take more water damage. And so Christopher, he is a uh, elemental mage, so he does like fire, water, lightning. And so I'm going to like hit them with water and like even like do more poison damage now. And so it's one of those things of where I can attack people with like regular poison, just like normally with Windhelm, I can do that, or I can just plant it in the past or future, and then like move time around to like okay create area effects. And wow. so it, it is so fun. There's enemies will also like change their side of the battlefield too. So you'll have someone in the past, and then they'll like do a um, they'll attack all three people by running through the map, and now they're either in the present or they're in the future over here now and so you have enemies like changing each side it's you like doing like okay now i need to bring them back to the present because i don't want them hitting as hard as they were before so on and so forth and it's just like this constant like game of chess throughout and it's so engaging and you're always locked in because even when it's not your turn you can deflect attacks or you can parry them to take no damage or just like a little bit of damage at time and so you're just constantly on your toes 
fights aren't that long either. This is what I really enjoy about this game as well. It doesn't require really any grinding, at least so far it hasn't. And so you're kind of always around level of what you need to be. And with that, it's okay. Like I'm locked in with this fight. I can, I don't have to do 20 rounds of this. Most combat's like maybe eight rounds kind of a thing. You know, probably like at most a five minute like encounter um, in a turn base, which is almost unheard of, I think, in this style of JRPG. Uh, that almost every fight, even big boss fights, you can just like knock out pretty quickly if you just have the mm-hmm. right strategy. And yeah, so, so fun. The art style makes it so cool as well because it's essentially like you throw your body into the future. So it's like this like purple, like you is now fighting, like doing the move in the future. Then they like jump back into like your body. It's sick. Um, Interesting. It is. Okay. Yeah. It, I, I've seen it. It's been on my list for a while to play. And again, with premium, I'm like, okay, let's take a crack at this. Like for free, essentially. Um, and it's so fun. The story itself essentially follows Chrisabelle as she's trying to figure out what her powers are. Cause apparently her powers are like once in a generation kind of a thing. AKA chosen one, AKA hero's journey and all that, um, stuff, which is very fun. Um, and it's a very, she's a very likable, um, protagonist so far. And it's, I've just now encountered like the BBEG for the first time. And it's the okay. Empress, who is also a time mage. Um, and it like hints like some sort of like connection with them as well. Um, but it is like a very engaging story. Like you go to Christopher's hometown, which is like divided into like a very wealthy area and a very like impoverished area. And it's just, you can make the decision essentially. I, and so what I found out as well is you have to do like all the side quests in the area or X amount of side quests in the area to get a good ending in a town. And so I went and I chose, you get to choose like a leader at the end of areas. Like, okay, I want them, this person to like lead this town now. And because I didn't do all the stuff, I was only given two options. And because I chose this person, essentially like the town, he's more of like, like everyone deserves like a piece of the pie. And so the town isn't as prosperous as it was before. Like some of the shops have to close, but everyone all together does a little bit better. Um, okay. While if you went with the other one, um, all the shops stay open, but the people who are impoverished actually do a little bit worse. Um, while the upper half does better again and so like there's more like market and trade there and but the town is all together worse off and my understanding is if you do all the missions you get the third option which is like the best of both where everything the town is at its best and everyone is doing better Hmm. Um, and so that i looked it up without like spoilers and it's like yeah this is kind of the pattern for the rest of the game the game's also not that long it's about 20 hours to my understanding and so, but that, that's kind of the general, the general pattern throughout the game. Um, but yeah, it's so, so fun, engaging story. Uh, the only critique I have is that you kind of just run really slow through the area. Okay. Um, yeah. But it doesn't have a super high encounter rate. Um, so it doesn't make it that bad. Um, but it's still, that, that's just my biggest knock I can make on it. It's like, yeah, you're just kind of slow, but all around. It's such a good game. It's so fun. 
I'm surprised I haven't seen more people talk about it because, um, it, I mean, it's, it has that hook that you get with like really good JRPGs. Yeah, that's, I mean, so I own a copy, um, that I just haven't played. I mean, I haven't had it for long. It's not like I've just had it for a super long time, but I haven't made a priority to play it. Um, primarily, I mean, yeah, because I think whenever it came out, like I, I remember seeing it and being like, whoa, this art style is like super striking and like the setup for it looks really neat. But beyond that, I mean, people weren't, it's not like people were super hyped about it or, you know, had any, had much interest in it. Um, so no, I mean, that did a wonderful job at kind of selling me because I really didn't know much about it. I mean, it's great. And oh, also it kind of teaches you out the gate. This is just another thing in combat where you don't have, I hyped up the poison a lot, but there's like, oh, this enemy has like this impenetrable shield. Well, if I hit it with water and then put that into the future, it's going to rust. So now I've rusted the shield and I can now like damage this enemy, which is also just like a neat. That's another like style of mechanic of like, oh, I can lower their defenses by doing X, Y and Z as well. And Mm -hmm. yeah, great game. I'm really, really digging it. Um and if you have extra or premium, uh, go check it out. Um, I so I know it's available on I think all platforms: Xbox, PlayStation, like PC, Switch. I would say per, I like I'm playing it on PlayStation just because that's the easiest way for me to play it. it. I think it's probably best played on Switch, just kind of like how it's structured because it's very structured in a. You kind of do an area at a time, then it gives you like the chance to save. It's like very bite-sized bits, uh-huh. um, and it feels more conducive to the Switch. Not that it's bad to play on the PlayStation by any means. Um, it's been very good that way. But um, okay, if you're if someone's looking to play it, I think, or if like if you already have it on the Switch and you just haven't played it, I would play it through that route. It feels better conducive to that system. Wonderful. Very yeah. neat. Yeah. I'm going to have to make some time for it. Look at you yeah. just bringing like hit after hit to this episode. <sighs> what, what can I say, man? Just doing what I can. Just doing what Look I can. Look at you. Yeah. yeah. Champion. Love <clears throat> it. Um, good deal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what else you got? The other thing. So I've, uh, I continue to play percent for golden. Um, very yeah. hyped, very into it. Um, I won't talk too much about it until I have like something more substantial to say, but like legitimately just, you know, I think now that I've gotten past, like, cause I mean, I said it last week, but like I've played it to like a point yeah. probably three or four times. Um, so always getting to that point again was tough just because it's playing the same game like yep. for 20, 25 hours over and over again. Um, but now I'm past that by a decent bit and, um, it's, I'm getting more and more excited to kind of like see how things go. Um, and especially now I'm at the point where it's like, you know, no spoilers for it, but I'm at the point where it's like, okay, you, you're pretty sure, at least the characters are pretty sure that they've solved this whole mystery and everything's going fine. And it's like, okay, what's gonna like, what's going to happen? Like it can't be done. Like they can't just be for the rest of this time, just coasting, like something's got to happen. So that's the point that I'm at right now is just like, okay, what's, what's, what's happening? What are we doing? Um, 
I'm interested in seeing what happens next. But the other big thing that I honestly like wasn't planning on having any opinions on yet, but got weirdly kind of into in the last like 24 hours um, was uh, multiverses. Uh, The uh, WB smash clone wherein you can play as Batman or Bugs Bunny or Or Finn from Adventure Time. Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. LeBron James. Heard of him? The King. The King or (laughs) Arya Stark. I mean, who knew? A game could have so many just diverse sets of characters. Um, Amazing. Yeah, so this was, I can't remember, it hasn't been that long since it was announced. It was like earlier in the year that it was kind of shown off, but it was like, it was a very weird thing to see because, yeah, I mean, it is like, it's Warner Brothers properties and Warner Brothers encompasses a lot of things and it's like, you know, yeah, you, you can figure, okay, I'll see like some DC characters and some old like, you know, Tom and Jerry and Scooby-Doo yep. and stuff, but like starting once it starts drifting into, okay, yeah, but are also there's Arya Stark and now there's also LeBron James. Like that's when everything's are like, what is, <laughs> what am I and saying? also not to mention like there is at least so far, there is a completely original character named rain dog. It was like a that. reindeer dog. Um, so that, which is also strange, <laughs> just having like a completely original character in there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I wasn't like over the moon excited about it just because like, you know, you and I both, we've played a lot of Smash. I like Smash style yep. games, but I think Smash has been like so refined to a point that it's difficult to really yes. like break away from it and to know to like give much of anything else a chance. Um, yep. Despite there being like, you know, I like Brawlhalla is always kind of like references being good. I know they have like a Brawlhalla two that's supposed to yep. like be coming out and supposed to be good. Um, so I wasn't like super hyped about this, but I downloaded the. They're in open beta right now. Yeah. Um, it's available. I think everywhere that it, it's available to play, you can download it and play it. Um, so I got in, started playing it. Um, played like yesterday did some yard work and then did like a workout. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to cool down before I get a shower. Let me play like a little bit. So I played the tutorial, played like a match. And then like later on the evening, I was like, I, you know, I really want to play some more of that. So then later in the evening, like I played a couple hours more of it and played like good bit online matches, played a number of different characters and like got really into it. Like, so it's weird because like the the thing that bothers me on the outset is that it feels mushy if that okay. for lack of a better term like whenever you think of like smash I think there's like tons of precision tons of like I mean it is crafted to a T and it feels like I think there's a deliberate choice on their end to their credit, but like it feels just a little slow to respond in certain aspects, or it feels like when you do connect, it doesn't have the same oomph and impact that you're expecting. Um, 
And some of that could be the beta. Some of that could be, you know, like the original Smash Brothers on N64 was very floaty and was very like, you know, it could just be kind of like an iterative thing. It's something they kind of like continue to kind of update. But like, it feels a little like jarring at first, like whenever you're going through the tutorial, because it's like, okay, I'm not hitting when I want to hit. And like, is that me? Is it the game? Is it like a choice? Like, is it the character? Like, is this character like, and I think it's kind of a combination of all those three. Like, okay. so the character that I've played the most at this point is Wonder Woman. Okay. Um, Wonder nice, Woman nice. like has clicked in with me where I'm like, okay, she's, she's pretty because like she has kind of a basic style um, and she's kind of reminiscent of some stuff that I've played and like her basic a attack. Like I think if you were to think of like link or something from smash brothers, you press like their basic attack. Mm-hmm. It's like, boom, just like hit. And it's virtually like a, it's a very quick connect. And with wonder woman, it is like a much slower, like it, she, it isn't slow in the sense that it takes a while for her to swing, but it's like the animation is so like she almost winds up and then goes back and then hits. And it's like a much slower, okay. like start to finish. And so there's part of it that like feels, it feels from a sense like, oh, you know, I have to adjust my timing or whatever, but it's, I think some of it's deliberate for characters. Like it kind of diversifies, like some characters are faster, some are slower, some are whatever. Um, And I think it's just a, I think in that sense, like it is a different game. And I think like, as I started playing it, I started playing like, okay, I'm playing Wonder Woman a little bit. I'm playing Finn a little bit. I was playing Garnet. Um, like I'm, they felt, they started feeling more and more distinct where it was like, okay, they have very, they have windows where they're like taking longer to hit. Like this move is much quicker. This move is not, it's, it seems more designed to be like, you're having to be strategic about these sort of things. Um, but Again, like it doesn't feel, I think some of it may need, like, I think some of it's refinement. I think some of it's like coming out of beta once they go into full release. And as they can, like, I'm sure some of that will get tweaked, but also too, it Mm -hmm. does feel like something where it's like, they're really kind of like, some of these characters are going to be slower. Some of them are going to be quicker. And like, the goal is to get like, to know this character. Yeah. Because as I started playing as Wonder Woman, like I started being able to build into those combos where it was like before I was like, I'm struggling just to get a hit because I'm pressing this button and I'm expecting it to hit it this time and I'm completely missing this guy. But then it was eventually getting to this point where it's like I'm throwing out my lasso, I'm pulling an enemy, I'm spiking them to the ground, I'm jumping off the edge and like down spiking this guy off the like, you know, the normal kind of stuff you're starting to kind of get the feel for. So I think it. I think it takes a little while, but it does feel even still like it feels a little mushy. It does feel like something that like will refine over time. Um, That honestly though, is like the only negative thing that I feel about it. Like I think the, whenever the trailer first came out, I remember us talking about it and I was like, just watching gameplay. Like it seems like nobody has any character, whatever. Yeah. And that, doesn't really feel like the case like most of the characters feel like they have very specific kind of things about them like um garnet for instance to me like 
I, I've, I played against a couple of Garnets who were much better at it than I was, but like Garnet feels like a combination between like a little Mac and a Samus from like from smash, like a lot of punching, but also can fire her fists out and drop bombs and stuff and like has projectiles and things. Finn has like some big link energy about him. Um, You know, there's a lot of that kind of stuff where it's like, you can see some of the, some of the analogous kind of characters being set up there, but there's also like interesting stuff too, where it's like Velma has this thing. I haven't played her, so I don't like fully know, but like she's mainly a support character. So a lot of her stuff revolves around buffing and things like that. But she has this whole mechanic where it's like, as the game's going on, like you're finding evidence like on the stage, I guess about the other, like, trying to solve a crime and if like she doesn't get knocked out and she gets all of the evidence together, then like the cops are called and they come and like grab (laughs) the person on the other team. Like her super move or is it, it's not really even like a super move. It's just kind of like, um, it's kind of the equivalent in smash of like those big weapons that have the parts to them in a way where like as the game like it's like they show up and you get them and whenever you get them all like it's not necessarily like a game changer sort of thing but it's like a big it's like a big thing that's like you don't want the other person to get it um so i mean it's stuff like that like there's enough there to where it's like okay like i'm i'm interested in sync like i'm really especially too like with like lebron james like haven't played as lebron james James. but lebron like in and in and of himself like he's interesting like he basically he effectively like uses the other player as like a backboard where he's like oh i'm gonna like bounce the ball off you and then i'm gonna like knock you up in the air and i'm gonna like shoot a three and then i'm gonna dunk on you like i'm gonna like it's all these kind of things where he's he's using the ball like in interesting ways, whereas it could have just been like, Oh, he's just hitting you with the ball or like, he's just a glorified, just like he's punching and then just happens to look like the Bron James. So like having played it, my hope is high that like this could be like really neat, like a really neat side property for people to kind of pick up and play and get into in a way that like smashes. And I think one of the big things like for me, like one of the big draws for smash has always been, I mean, yeah, it's, it's really fun to play and pick up and play and stuff, but it's also like the recognizable properties where it's like, it's some of the most, I mean, even pre smash ultimate where you were getting like, or even pre like the last couple of smash games where you're getting characters like cloud and banjo Kazooie and all this kind of stuff. Like, you know, most of the characters in it are all like incredibly iconic, like Mario and Kirby and Pikachu, yeah. and, you know, and that's kind of been my problem with some of the other clones is like respect to PlayStation all-stars, but like Kratos and yeah. Sly Cooper and Parappa the Rapper, not as like identifiable. Hey, hey don't, don't in the Parappa he- the Rapper. Well, I mean, like to people like us, we recognize it, but like to yeah. a general audience, like nobody's looking at that being like, I know who these characters are. Um, and with multiverses, it feels like a, just a different side of the same coin with Nintendo where it's like, okay, these are all 
even outside of video games, like these are all some of the most identifiable, like fictional cartoon characters ever. Superman and Wonder Woman and Shaggy and Tom and Jerry. And like, you know, there's a lot of really neat stuff there. And so like, it's, I'm kind of excited about it now, like seeing Mm -hmm. where they go from here. Um, And also too, I mean, like it's a free to play game. You can pick it up, you can play it. Um, And like, I'm not a huge poo pooer on free to play stuff. So long as the free to play, like the buying aspect is not as long as they're not like all these pop-ups constantly wanting you to buy something. And as long as the stuff that you're buying doesn't actively like change the game in a meaningful way where people can effectively like buy you out of competition. Um, and at least all I can tell, like pretty much everything in here is just like cosmetic stuff. You know, you get the, you could get the battle pass, you buy the currency, you're just buying new costumes and banners and emotes and stuff like that. I, I never like, I have no problem with that. And honestly, it's interesting to me. Like if I get into that ecosystem and I get into playing a game and it's like, okay, like I want to, I want this summer event. I want to get that like Mm -hmm. iron giant and a straw hat kind of like whatever it is. Like, you know, if, if I got into it and was like, there's some really cool stuff going on, then yeah, like let's, let me give me the opportunity to get a bunch of cosmetics and do all this kind of thing. Do you Um, say the iron giant? Yeah. Iron giants in there. Why? You didn't know iron giants. (laughs) The whole thing is like, he doesn't fight though. That's, that's the movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's strange. Um, I think that was a comment like pretty early on whenever he showed up in the trailer. No, Iron Giant's in there. That's Um, just wrong. Yeah, he's strange because like on the one hand, like he deals a lot of damage, but also he is gigantic. He is like he his hitbox is ridiculously huge. And so like people, I mean, it is very easy to like for him to take a lot of damage <laughs> very quickly. Um, yeah. So it's really, it's, it's interesting though. It's um, I'm, I mean, I'm into it. I'm into continuing to kind of like play through it and just kind of figure out these characters. It's also going to, cause right now they're in preseason quote unquote. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see like, you know, season one, like, just, I mean, as these seasons kind of progress, cause like Fortnite, mm-hmm. even, I mean, yep. Fortnite, like, you know, you, I, plenty of people played it at season one, but the game mm-hmm. continued to change drastically season after season, and, you yeah. know, and still does today. And so like, it'll be interesting for a game like that to kind of exist where it's like, okay, like, I mean, every season they're coming out with a new character and like yeah. there that's this whole new dynamic and it's all this like i don't know i'm i'm excited about it it seems like a really it's a really neat thing yeah i mean i need to download it and play it i, I it seems like the best thing it has going for it compared to like smash is that it seems to be designed as a 2v2 um, uh-huh. game where you mix and match abilities so like velma support would probably i don't i haven't played it but it sounds like it worked really well with like a high damage character like superman or something like that and that's where i think where you'll see new characters come in all of a sudden open up an entirely different door to like okay who do they combo well with like who do they partner well with 
and yep. like what do they counter again and so yeah it, it seems like it has a lot more potential than we initially gave it credit for mainly because it does sound like it's leaning into the the duo aspect things it does um <clears throat> and i played I played some of the 1v1. I played some of the 2v2. Um, the 2v2, like, I think there's, I think for me, like, there's some resistance going into the 2v2 whenever you're just, like, playing by yourself because it's, like, yeah. how well can you necessarily, like, combo stuff? And yeah. I think, really, like, I think it's most of the characters, like, at least none that I have played are, like, set up in such a way to where it's, like, they are. I think maybe the support characters a little bit more, but most of them are able to function pretty independently, but do have some sort of skill that has a use case that allows them to also help. So like Wonder Woman, for instance, since I've been playing her, like her lasso, if you're playing by yourself or there's no other ally around, you throw the lasso out and it hits an enemy, it pulls them back to you. But same sort of thing, you can use the lasso to grab your ally and pull them towards you as well pull them out of danger or whatever she also has a shield move that like if again if you're by yourself you use the shield like it cures her of like a debuff so if somebody has like a weakened debuff or something on you it cures you of that but if your allies like within that range you dash to them and they also get the shield and you also like shield them so i mean like there's their combo use cases in that way where it's like most characters have something like that. Um, some are a little bit more like rain dog has like a tether. Like it shows in the tutorial. Like that's a big thing is like rain dog has a tether. So like you're more incentivized. Okay. Well, if you have rain dog on your team, go out, like try and like spike people into the bottom because rain dog's just going to pull you back. You'll be all right. You'll be fine. (laughs) Like it's that kind of stuff where, Yeah. yeah. I mean, I imagine if you get in there, with somebody like that you you guys really have figured out your style together that yeah i mean there's there's a lot of potential for you to like really wreck hardcore yeah um yeah and and i imagine that's only going to grow more and more like as the game goes on where it'll be there'll be new characters with like yeah. really interesting combo potentials um so i'm interested in kind of like I'm interested. I'm, I mean, if nothing else, I'm just interested in seeing how that progresses, especially too, given the fact that like there's almost no limit to who could show up. Like the next character could as easily be Daffy Duck or it could be Ned Stark. And there's oh, no way of knowing. <laughs> he's so hype. So they could, they could technically bring in like Westworld characters too. I'm now I'm just like going through the HBO yeah. lineup, you know? Yeah. Kind of you could bring point. in Westworld. You could bring in, there's uh righteous gemstones. You could bring in John yeah. Goodman's character. <laughs> Amazing. You could technically bring in Tony Soprano. That's, you could, that's yeah. who I want to see. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I guess like different cartoon network characters, Ed, Ed, and yeah. Eddie, Johnny Bravo. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Johnny Bravo. Oh. Yeah. It's exciting. Um, it's very exciting. Yeah. I think I think it's gonna be be pretty neat. So I'm excited about it. Yeah. I, I am too I'm happy to change my tune on it as well, because I think we were a little maybe too hard on it. So 
That's yeah, all. I think it's just it's it's a very shocking thing to yeah. just kind of see at the outset. So I mean, it, it's good that they like they're making a very strong first impression. I think. Yeah. So that's a big plus on there. Give me Fred Flintstone. Oh yeah, Fred Flintstone. Mm. Mm-hmm. I could get on good. some Fred Flintstone. Yeah, it'd be good, mm. but not in a weird way. Um, but yeah, Corey, <laughs> yeah. do you have do you have anything else? You want to talk yeah, about? Yeah, I got one more thing. Uh, I have started my Blue Lions run uh, and okay. Fire Emblem Three Houses, finishing three hosts. I'm like, oh, I just got to go back. I just got to do it. And so I did it. I pulled the trigger. <laughs> um, and it is, uh, it's incredible to play this game again. It's, inc- it's incredible to play this game again and it still be a f- refreshing like take because I haven't done the Blue Lions run. And while I've recruited all of them, except Didu and Dimitri mm-hmm. um, and my golden deer run. Now I'm doing it this now I'm seeing all the supports for all the okay. other blue lion people. Um, and so it's like, it's a completely new story. I'm like, I'm seeing different sides to this. It's still, it's just great to be like with these characters again. It's great to experience the story again and like, see what's going to take place now on this different like run. Um, I'll probably give more thoughts on it when I finish it up. I'm on chapter five now of it. Chapter six. I just got the sword of the creator. Um, okay. And so still um, plenty, plenty game left. Um, but uh, yeah, it took me a while to remember how to play it too. I'm like, okay, wait, yeah. what's all the mechanics? Like, wait, what's happening? Kind of like that. And so I did that. Then I went and spent all my renown to essentially like skip a ton of stuff. Um, okay. I was going to make it a true run of Blue Lions, but I did recruit um, Bernadetta, Hilda, and Dorothy because I'm like, I just can't take you out. I just can't do it. Everyone else, <laughs> sure, that's fine. Yeah. But um, just can't do it. Just can't. So, um, okay. Yeah, nice. That's but you're, you're enjoying the Blue Lion side so far? Yeah, it's very the Felix Dimitri dynamic is still the most interesting thing yeah. to me. Where Felix is just like you, like that guy's a monster. Like he is an yeah. absolute. Like he calls him the boar. The boar. Uh, he's like, he, yeah, yeah. He's like he's he's a savage. Like he, there is no humanity in him. And then meanwhile, Dimitri, Dimitri is like screaming down my throat of like we didn't have to kill them. Like we could have yeah. let them live. I'm like. I, uh, there are two different point of views here. I, I don't know what's happening. I mean, I understand what's happening, but it's one of those things of just like, it's a interesting dynamic. It sure. is. Yeah. And it continues to get interesting as you, <laughs> as you progress yeah. along. Um, yeah, I'm excited to hear what you, what you think about it. Cause I think the, even though I love like the golden deer route and like their characters a lot, I think the blue lions, um dynamic was one of the most interesting um yeah I mean, in that whole the, arc the fargus four of dimitri felix sylvain and ingrid that are like that yep. like really tight crew yeah um which has been it and also i was like oh wait sylvain you get like kind of dark at times like you outright threatened me and um i don't know how i appreciate that um, yeah the blue lines have some stuff like Ingrid's kind of a racist and very so, much like on the same stuff. Like, do I, do I just let you die? I'm debating it. Um, yeah. So there, there's, they've got some stuff, but I mean, it, yeah. like 
to to their credit, everybody been there kind of does. So I mean, it's yeah, it, kind of except for Mercedes, who's just like I'm here. I just want yeah. to to help everyone and to see everyone be happy. And it's just like, and that is her character. And you're like, yeah. you know, yeah. this is nice. I appreciate this. I'm yeah. turning you into a brawler this time. Yeah. I'm fully making her a brawler. Oh, she's going to, she's going to be all fisticuffs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's good. It's pretty fun. I'm, and then I'm turning, uh, Ash into the healer, but then he expressed oh, nice. the fact that he's like, Oh, I want to be a knight. I'm like, ah, oh, do I just let you do that? Do I just go like, <laughs> do I just go no healer and like have everyone have a little bit of faith that way everyone can cast heal? Maybe you could do it. Maybe that might be what I do. Um, you could do it. We will see. I have to keep Felix as a swordsman just because he is just ridiculously OP as yeah. just a samurai. So I think I have to yeah. leave him there. Okay. Good deal. Yeah, that's, that's about all. Very nice. Yeah, well, Corey. Nope. I don't. Okay. I, I'm all dried up. Corey. Um, I think we're running long. I think we, I need to are. stop you in your tracks. That's fine. That's fair. That's okay. I get it. I get it. I respect <laughs> it. Um, but I've, I've very much enjoyed hearing what you have to talk about. And I assure you that everybody else has enjoyed it as well. I hope so. I, I yeah. hope so. Yeah. Um, but Corey, so nice to have you back. Where can have people find you this week? If they, uh, they uh, want to find you. Um, well, so I, I work from home, um, so I can't really, uh, I'm not really going to share my address. Um, no, they can find me over on Instagram at hash slinging thrasher or Twitter at stay thrashy. But, um, yeah, uh, go hit that follow button on our main page, uh, arcade underscore cozy on Twitter. And, uh, yeah, that would be absolutely wonderful. Chris, where can our peeps, uh, look to find you on the internets? Um, I mentioned it. I'll go a little out of order. I mentioned it at the start, but uh, arcadecozy at gmail.com. You can email us, uh, mm-hmm. get in touch with us through old email link methods. Um, you can also find us at uh, arcadecozy on Instagram. Uh, but yep. me personally, you can find at Four Point Pixel on Instagram and at Swiss Von Joe on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Look forward to it next week. We will, it's not going to be a perfect, uh, I think we're actually like sometime over the next week, technically turning a year old. So yeah. the, we'll technically be a little bit over, but yeah, look forward to our one year anniversary episode next week, everybody. Yeah. 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 This has been be amazing. Yeah. Arcade cozy life sectic. Why should your hobbies be too? Let's go. Bow, bow, guys. Bow, 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 Have a good week. Bow. Yeah. Take it easy. Here we go. Nope, it's not playing. Crap. <laughs> oh, well. Cheer is- for me. <laughs> 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 Never mind. All right, bye-bye. Woo-hoo. <laughs> Woo-hoo.